<laughs> hey, we're live. How is everybody doing? Hey, How Twitch. is everybody doing? Um, <laughs> Hey everybody! <laughs> Welcome to our—is it bi-weekly? Is every two weeks bi-weekly? Yes. yes. Okay. Or it's twice a week. Just depends on the context. Yeah. <laughs> bi-weekly episodic adventure of Curse of Strahd, brought to you by Featherfall Tabletop. Happy that you are here. Uh, chat's firing out uh, right out of the gate. Uh, appreciate everybody there. I'm jumping in, guys. I'm going into the announcements. We're going to get these done, and we're going to get into some. Uh, gameplay because I think that's what everybody at this table needs right now is some uh, escape. Um, so uh, first off, I'll thank you for being here and sharing this time together. I know things are crazy all over the place. Uh, hang in there. We'll do the best we can. Uh, we're going to take this moment right now and kind of have have some fun. Anyway, we might have some stuff for your, some act, some things that might help engage your mind. I'll get to those in a second. But first, let's talk about sponsors of Featherfall Tabletop. We've got two of them that have been uh, awesome in our community and longtime sponsors. We have Found Familiar Coffee. They are bringing you excellent coffee, awesome artwork. And, like, I challenge you to find better people in the community, the the D&D tabletop role-playing community, than uh, Aaron and Lindsay over at Found Familiar. They've given us a 10% discount code, Featherfall, in checkout is going to get you 10% off of their we also have Skull Splitter Dice. They are currently in a Kickstarter where everything is unlocked. All these options of sparkly dice. Uh, go check out their Kickstarter. Uh, you can use code Featherfall in checkout. Not in their Kickstarter, but on anything else on their website for a 10% discount as well. We've got some one-shots coming up. We got on Monday, March 23rd, I will be DMing a one-shot titled The Crypts of Azurme. And that is um, from the Arcane Library one-shot series that we have kind of been dipping into. So that's coming up on March 23rd. Jen is running one the next on the 30th uh, in her homebrew setting, I believe. We currently have one game with openings that is set in Barovia, which is very fitting for tonight's game. If you'd like to join those, get in our Discord down below. Head on over to the Community One-Shot channel and let us know you want in those. Uh, the Discord link is below. And our community is pretty awesome down there in the Discord because right now Jen is opening up impromptu games for people that need to escape a little bit and, and share a good time around a table with some people and have fun and roll some dice. So if you want to be in those impromptu games, which are like first come, first serve, they're kind of just whenever they, they happen, they happen. Uh, join our Discord down below and let us know you want in those what was, Bob, what was the queen one that she played in? For the queen. Or they played in, sorry. For the queen. What was, for the queen. It's kind of a card-based, no-prep game. Uh, they played in that one today, the D&D game earlier. Just stuff going on. Check us yes. out down there in that Discord At if you want to be in those. some point this week, I'll probably run, like, a Monster of the Week game. There you go. So, also so Mon Monster of the Week might be on the table. I might throw a quick one-shot ditty out there. Uh, depends on, on, you know, life things, what's happening. Uh, but yeah, stuff going on. Check it out. Uh, the Gods We Know is on Tuesday, March 17th. That is in two days from now. Um, they're on episode 22, long-running campaign, homebrew campaign. Tw by uh, 21. We're legal, baby. 21. <laughs> I should have known that because the last one was titled The Roaring Twenties. Why didn't I know that? Shame on me. 
<laughs> 21. Uh, that's with uh, DM Adam Aslamas right there. And Jen's in that game, too, and a bunch of other fine uh, tabletop role players. So here we are. Curse of Strahd, Episode 6. I've titled it Lesser Than, Greater Than. Uh, I don't know what that means. Or I know what it means, but we'll see if you guys know what it means. Uh, we have a special sponsor for just this section of Featherfall Tabletop in this playthrough of Curse of Strahd. That is Roll20 themselves. Uh, they have uh, kind of sponsored this playthrough. So we're using the Curse of Strahd module on Roll20. Um, they have some projects for 2020 that are starting to come out and be fulfilled. Some of those are custom token makers, updates to Fog of War and Dynamic Lighting, better streaming support and integration. There are close to 5 million subscribers using Roll20. Uh, please check out their digital tabletop of games and everything else at Roll20.net. This is how we roll. That's our rec or that's our that's our housekeeping. Done. Done. Are we ready done. for See you guys tomorrow. See ya all later. Nope, I gotta hydrate. And now we'll go into recap of session five. You looted the dungeon of underneath Death House, aka Durst Manor. You found a secret passage to the first floor. There you found that the house has undergone some changes, some cosmetic changes. Uh the fireplace has started spewing out poisonous gas. Doors are now replaced with swinging blades. <laughs> but you made your way out thanks to some uh, unearthed arcana, fiery teleportation. Avi and his wildfire spirit grabbed everybody and teleported out of there. Uh, and of course, after that, you had to burn down the house with some uh, alchemist uh, supplies. Uh, I, I'll let you guess who was the one that initiated that move. <laughs> Um, as the house is burning down a few hundred yards away from the house, you found a body that was entrenched in the, in the ditch and in a shrub, uh, tack having none of it, pulled the body out and flipped it over and holding in its hand was a letter. That was a plea from the Barovian Burgermeister Koyan Indurovich. You were greeted by a carriage moving along the road. You were offered a ride from the jovial wine merchant Valentin Belasco. Some of you were eager, some of you were not to join in on this carriage ride in the, <laughs> the uh, Barovian countryside. You had wine, you shared stories within this ride, you threatened this man. <laughs> uh, multiple uh, party under members. a lot of stress, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is, uh, you just got out of the death house, I totally understand. Uh, multiple party members disguised self to look just like this man. <laughs> and um, Valentin was having a good time with it. He was very, uh, he was into it. He gave you safe passage to the village of Barovia and parted ways with you at that point. You were at the outskirts of the town. And as he was riding away, he did drop a little kerchief out of his wagon, which Dax, or sorry, Myrna, uh, picked up that had a crest embroidered upon it. And that is really where we left off. Uh, did I miss miss anything? We found a note that the Burgermeister's daughter has been bitten by a vampire. I'm sure that will not come into play at all. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, and we uh, dinged. That was the other important thing. Level, level three. three. Yeah. Oh, level oh three. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very important. We Slightly have. important. Different definitions of ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you are... The party is now level three. 
Yes, that is that is good. You're you're not as squishy as you once were. Um, so you are at the outskirts of the town of Barovia, B Barovia, the village of, um, and you're staring down this long pathway that kind of goes all the way through town. Uh, you see a couple uh, alleyways that jut to the left and right, um, but it is very dark, muddy road. Uh, underneath the mud, you feel there is some cobblestone down there, but there, like nobody really comes by and cleans it. Um, you hear in the distance, you do hear uh, some wailing, like some sobbing, some crying. Uh, that should that fits in thematically with the death house, I think. Uh, but that's that's in the in the distance. Uh, and this is this is where you sit to start our session tonight. What would you like to do? What time of day is it at this point? It's about two-ish in the afternoon. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it's still plenty of daylight. Uh, daylight, but not sunlight. It's it's very like cloud covered. Uh, no beams coming through. Pretty, still pretty dreary. Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> yes, just think, just think Seattle. Probably best to. Uh take a look around see if we can't get ourselves a room for the night somewhere to shake off all of this I think a hot meal and a good bath place to sleep that is not hard stone would be a good idea uh, and you do you do recall that um, Valentine said something about uh, the, the tavern in town blood Blood on the vine. Good place is anyway. It's uh, afternoon, but frankly, I don't care. <laughs> I agree. Let's uh, let's. I mean, does anybody know this place? Hey, we're on the same boat here. Well, let's uh, let's ask around then. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of just do a, a once over of the area, and then take a look behind me at the. Uh, what was in the distance now ruins of the death house and just <laughs> do we have to though i mean we could just find it ourselves <clears throat> all right well let's go look then <laughs> i mean if you want to find that ghost babies are on your conscience not mine why are they on my conscience because you're the one suggesting to look around that you is... were the one possessed to in all fairness I guess they literally are on my conscience then, I guess. That's fair. Alright. Let's have a wonder. Yeah, I'll start walking toward walking okay. in. Yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of reveal some uh, bits as you make your way through. You just, as you're moving through, you see big tall buildings that are uh, you know, multiple stories very gray colors looks like everything could use a a uh an an update some upkeep uh a loving hand um every building is sort of kind of falling in upon itself and uh yeah you see a couple alleyways that jut off left and right definitely the road you are on is the main thoroughfare it's got most of the the ruts um from wagons coming in and out footsteps from uh just general the general populace. Um, the streets are rather bare, and most house windows are darkened and shaded. You can't see anything 
as you start to make your way in each each step, each block into this town, you do that that uh, <coughs> sobbing starts to pick up a little bit more. But yeah. How how about we uh, we need a cover story, right? So let's say we're a traveling group of carpenters, and it seems like this place could use a lot of work. So I'm gonna turn and give you the weirdest look. <laughs> And then I look down at my full armor and my hammer, and then I look back at you. It do not seem people will believe that. Well, I mean, you you have what? the the hammer. You can say a cover that's a story. What are you guilty of? Burning down well, a house. Who knows that? And why do we need a cover for it? Who? Are we? <laughs> I'll look at uh, Tack. It's like, are we both still uh, disguised as? <laughs> Blasco? Yes. I'll leave that no, up Now I guys. look like Bull. Uh, <laughs> like, are you... See, you don't... That's just like a feature. You don't have to cast anything, right? Nope. Yeah. Like, Tech, have you been a, a changing this whole time and you haven't told us? <laughs> what do you What do you actually look like? Oh, you don't... Don't really want to know that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I kind of want to know that. that was, <laughs> Maybe you'll see one day. And I... I take my my usual appearance back. All that aside, we don't need to cover for anything. We we haven't done anything wrong. Well, that anyone knows about. All right. Well, <laughs> bull bull is going to do disguise self and look like a like a a, a young boy who perhaps sells papers. <laughs> How many spell right. hats you got left? <laughs> a paper boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Better safe than sorry, I believe. Are the streets empty of people? I know it looks boarded up and it looks kind of deserted. Is it deserted? It definitely has that feel. Okay. Off in the distance, you do see like one or two people. No big uh, gatherings. No no outdoor like shops or stands or kiosks or anything. It's it's pretty pretty quiet. And and I think that's why you can hear the. Uh, the sobbing that you do is because everything else there's no like foot traffic there's no wagon traffic it's it's kind of an eerie feeling maybe is it one person sobbing or is it a group of people uh it sounds like one one okay well and many blocks away i think we should probably just go to the uh the pub right we don't need to to uh you know figure out who's sobbing that's how we got in the the death (laughs) house before Extra, extra, read all about it. One person cries in the street and we don't care. Death house gets burned down. We don't. Fire on the outskirts of Barovia. Just I'm going to walk away a... from Bull. <clears throat> <laughs> He's just going down the street. Still look towards Bull as Castus responds. One day, I will figure out how you function. One day. I just join murder. That day is not today. All right, so you you keep moving down the that main thoroughfare. Is that that the course of action? It yeah. sounds like it. All right, yeah. Again, every every like fifth house has a light in it. Um, <clears throat> most of them are shaded shut, dark on the inside. You keep moving on. The ones that uh, don't have a light, can I try like a door handle? Yeah. Uh, anyone in particular on this map? 
which one would have a light on it? Uh, we, we will say this one here on the corner has a light. Okay. And then there's another light down this path over here and another one back in here. I'm just going to casually try that doorknob. Okay. All right. Casual type thing. Not, not like I'm searching for casual without cast. That's uh, true. I, I don't know why I was thinking that, but there might be something there. <laughs> um, oh, yes. yes. The next I am totally, totally casual. Uh, oh. No. Casual cast. <laughs> Incognito. I mean, speaking of t-shirts, you yeah. want to show that off? Like, tack, tack size. He's got, he's, <laughs> he's, he's repping his, himself. I love it. Tack size. Oh, that's in the merch link down below. Uh, merch link. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, sorry to be that, that kind of person, but. Don't be sorry. <laughs> My fault. You can blame me. It's fine. There is a Featherfall shirt that says tack size, which tack does often, and it has our logo on the arm. I'm just saying. Okay, anyways, Avi, you go up to try this door handle. It kind of, um, are you just, o are you opening it right away and? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm testing, testing. Uh, the door handle seems to turn, but the wood is swelled um, that it won't freely open without without a shove. So you're saying it's like swole? Yeah, swole patrol. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to shove it. <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't. Somebody will die. Unless yeah. unless Cass wants me to. Cass? Thoughts? You trying to break into somebody's house? No. I'm just, it it appears... Like, does it have windows? Can I try and just look into the windows? Does it appear yeah. to be a derelict house? It has windows. Uh, give me a perception check as you're peep, peeping through. Well, that's a 17. Ooh. You see inside silhouetted figures that are upright, and they're just kind of roaming around the room. I'm going to knock on the door then. As you knock on the door, you see their attention kind of turn towards the door, and they start shuffling in that direction. I'm going to take five steps back. You, As you are taking those steps back, you hear some faint scratching on the door. Yeah, I would go ahead and say that's a solid no, my friend. Hey, Bull, I think um, we found what you're looking for in that in that house right there. Bull's gonna take out his loot and start playing. <laughs> what better time? <laughs> uh, all right. And, like continuing to walk down the road. It's like I'm not going to get distracted by another ghost house in Barovia. All right, I'm going to just leave. At, at that behest of taxi, I'll just leave. Because I'm sure it's happened four or five times. <laughs> yeah, and as uh, as the paperboy <laughs> bull is strumming his lute, you hear the scratching pick up a little bit more, like more of those, those uh, figures that you saw inside are now making their way to the door and scratching. And you see uh, the curtains kind of shuffle and fall back into place. I don't think they're friendly. What tipped you off? Um, well, I mean, what tipped me off was that they were scratching. That's weird. Um, that they were just shuffling mindlessly. Um, it was that, rhetorical. Oh, no one wanted you to answer the question. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I thought you wanted my opinion. I'm just gonna kind of like sulk. <laughs> is this <clears throat> is this town only filled with dead people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna ask what tune Bull was playing on his loop. <clears throat> A good one. Uh, Bull, as you're kind of like strumming and moving forward, you do see uh, this main uh, thoroughfare open up to a bigger courtyard, and within that, you see some bigger beams of light coming from uh, two of the buildings that are there. Uh, mainly this big one there, mainly this one up here, and this one have uh, beams of light that are kind of filling. Uh, their 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 front porch and out into that that courtyard that is there, and as you you see it, you get closer into that courtyard. Uh, you do see some signage. Uh, you see one the one to the the south of the map there. You see sparse light coming from the building that spills out. Uh, still heavily drawn curtains, but there is a a slit of light that is making its way out. And there's a sign over the door. Um, that kind of creaks on its hinges with the, every uh, gust of wind that reads Bill, Bill Drath's Mercantile. And then across the street to the north of the map, you see a, a, a single shaft of light, a little wider, a little more solid, uh, thrusting out into the main square, uh, looking like this, this solid pillar in the heavy fog that surrounds you. Uh, above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs precariously askew, proclaiming this to be the blood on the Vine Tavern. With my <clears throat> disguise kit, is there makeup in there, perchance? Yeah, I think so. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'd like to to write Bull's name on one of the signs. <laughs> and lipstick. Uh, which, yeah. which, which, which sign? Uh, what was the first one? Something mercantile? Yeah, that was Bill Drath's mercantile. Oh, there's already a B there. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I will write Bull... Avard. <laughs> kind of. So it's a Bill Drath's mercantile across this way. Bull kind of comes up and over the top of the mercantile. Uh, and you see as you are... Uh, give me a slide of hand check. or a, Yeah, give me a slide of hand check as you are, are there. Dude, first roll that of the night. 22. Oh yeah, definitely beats my two. Um... <laughs> Nothing happens. You're you're able to do it. No, there's no stirring within this building. Uh, you get Bull Avard Avard above the mercantile shop in your. What color is your lipstick there, Bull? Um, uh, say there's this one is like a nice uh, deep purple, like a violet. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard to like. You got to get where you're at to kind of see it because the the wood itself is so aged and darkened. But uh, it's it's there. And anybody walking into the door will be able to see that. Perfect. For sure. Like, well, um, <clears throat> we got, it looks like two options here. We got uh, the blood on the vine. I just and then... walk into the blood on the vine <laughs> while he's talking. It's like, oh, well, Tack. Uh, I'll follow Tack. All right. Tack. Tack. <laughs> all right. So Tack goes in. Who's following? I Everybody am. Making that? Yeah, I am. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow. Yeah, boy, you kind of uh, scurry off of the uh, the the deck there of the <laughs> the mercantile shop and make your way across the square. Uh, so as you open up this tavern, it's about a sixty foot square. And as uh, Tack, as you walked in, you see that on the sign, 
There's a there's the N is scratched out and it's replaced with an F, so it says blood of the vine and not blood on the vine. Uh, it used to be called blood of the vine, and now somebody has called it blood on the vine. This tavern has seen the years. It's pretty shoddy, kind of, uh, again, like most of the buildings you've seen once you've made your way into Barovia. Uh, they are kind of worn with time, uh, not a lot of upkeep. There's a blazing fire in the hearth that gives a little bit of warmth. Um, once you get outside of that radius, the, the tavern is cold itself. There's a few few people within this. There's the barkeep behind the bar. There is a uh, a man sitting by himself in the corner, and then there's a group of three people sitting in the other corner, and there are many open tables. I'll approach the, the barkeep. I'd, uh, I'd go with Tack as well, actually. Same. Okay. As yeah. you approach the bar, you see... You see a pudgy little man uh, behind the bar. You know, like, you see about from... <clears throat> chest up. He's kind of just over the bar. I think Danny DeVito kind of. And he's just cleaning glasses and he's got kind of a line. uh, He's just kind of cleaning them. And he's he's focused. Eyes are focused down. This place look like it had rooms available? Like, does the the layout give me the indication that I'm going to be able to find a place to sleep here? Or does this just look like an eatery? Uh, from the outside, it is one story, and then once you walk in, it does, like, the layout from the outside matches the inside. It's kind of one big room. It's got a, a smaller uh, little kitchen in the back or something in the back, a door heading back there. But otherwise, it's just one open kind of uh, room, open layout. And he's, this man, he's just, he's going to town on these glasses, just, and he'll slam one down and grab another one, slam it oh. down, and he's just cleaning f- furiously. I'll just put my hand on the on the bar, kind of in his view, not like trying to obstruct what he's doing, but like to make him aware of our presence without like <coughs> that. <laughs> not do that. Uh, uh, hello. And he's just still scrubbing. What do you need? Around. And maybe for, you can tell us. For all of you? Yeah. And maybe you Wanting. can advise us a place to stay. Well, you can't stay here. Well, obviously, oh. you don't have rooms. Sure. Uh, I don't I don't think there's an inn in town, but I can get you around one apiece. What if Fair I wanted two? He throws down a little tray, kind of fills it with glasses. He's got this big pitcher. He just kind of, like, dips into the, the barrel behind mm-hmm. him. He just starts filling. That'll be one copper apiece. <clears throat> I'll slide a single silver coin across the counter to him. Uh, you want refills in? Probably. So it's not a tip. I'll slide another silver coin over. Just keep the drinks coming, All man. Right. That's more like it. All right. I have a seat anywhere. Doesn't really matter. I just take mine off the tray, and I go sit down at a table. All right. As you drink. As you turn around, Tack, you see the, the, the single individual sitting in the corner by himself. You see his head kind of come up, and he he waves waves you over. I'm going to wave back to him. I shake him off and go sit by myself. The whole... <laughs> you can see the look on his face is a little, like, dejected, a little shocked. But he, he doesn't get up or move. 
Bull will grab the tray and follow over to attack. He's like, no, I, he says it's not a, an inn here, but I think maybe if we uh, just keep drinking here and eating, <laughs> they're not going to send us home, right? It's absolutely I, right. Looking, looking in my inventory, I've got 35 pieces of gold. I don't think this place has seen a piece of gold ever, so... Can we just I, buy this? Hey, hey, barkeep, how much does this place cost? <laughs> it's not for sale. I suggest Wait. you have a seat. You say, uh, all right. All I'm getting right now is that we are turning into real estate mongrel. <laughs> between the turn of the and now a tavern. Barofian real estate. This person that um, tried to wave over what what exactly do they look like uh, i have a handout <gasps> hey, not that that not that that means anything it means everything to me <laughs> actually um so you should see this now is mark the lesser see this is where we get all the inside scoop information <laughs> we're not supposed to have we already know his name i know it and the terms of bigger it's fine it bothers <laughs> me that <laughs> it does show that stuff but you see you see a man He's kind of got some drab, uh, dark clothes on, but he does have kind of uh, some vibrant blondish hair. A little, uh, you know, a little dirty blonde hair. Nice chin. Nice prominent forehead. Uh, kind of, he's got some, some scowl lines. He's got some crow's feet. Yeah, he's, he's sitting in the back. I'm going to ignore what Tack does and go sit by him. I'm staying at the bar because I want to have to uh, attempt to have a chat with the barkeep. So Avi's going. Avi. Okay. What? Avi, Why? Mirna to the back. We got Tack. We got Bull together, and we have Cass at the bar. Uh, so Avi and Mirna, as you come back, you can see he he stands up as you approach, and he pulls out a chair each, and you know he kind of signals for you to sit, and he sits down. Uh, I don't I don't know what's up with your friend, but I was just trying to buy you a drink. He's a bit stressed. Don't mind him. Well, if they want to come back and join, I, I this this round is on me. It's probably better that they don't for now. Are you you guys not getting along? He's a he's no he's fine he's grumpy. <laughs> he needs a nap. You you see him kind of chuckle a little bit like when you say grumpy and nap. It's like well, I think we all kind of need a nap. Uh, what brings you to Barovia? I'm just here for the sights. So, I mean, my first stop in, you you see around the houses, there's not too many lights on. What, uh, well, uh, what What's going on here? looks a little deserted. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, it's, it's not deserted. It's just kind of people keep to themselves. You know, they don't, they don't want company. They don't want people knocking on their door. Oh. This is unusual for an entire town, though. Don't you think? <laughs> well, Barovia is an unusual place. I mean, are they afraid of like viruses? Well, <laughs> if you want to. Topical. If you want to call uh, the, the Devil Strad a, a virus? That is. That is probably fitting. Who is Strad? Yeah. Who is that? Or what? I you make say. it. You make it all the way to Barovia, and you don't know who Strad is. Well, we stopped by the Durst house earlier, and, uh... They mentioned nothing about it. Yeah, they... 
they seemed fine. You, I, I don't believe you said that correctly. You went to the Durst house. A, cu- a couple days ago. It wasn't yesterday. It certainly wasn't yesterday. Ah, uh, you, you realize that that place is haunted. <laughs> you probably should not have gone in there. We walked out, did we not? And that is... That is reassuring. Uh, and it makes this question I have to ask you uh, all that much easier to ask. But again, I, I, I will cover your rounds and we will have a drink together. And what question do you have? Because we don't get too many visitors, I need... I need help. And uh, it is not easy to find. Um, I... I need help escorting my sister out of town. Well, if... Can I... Roll an insight check to the answer that... Of people keep to themselves. I know it's a little retroactive. Oh! That conversation we had five minutes ago? Yeah. Are you... I mean, are you serious? Yeah, no, yeah, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) I'm saying my sarcasm on Uh, too thick, I'm sorry. uh, It's a nine... Yeah, you're you're having a hard time uh, reading him. He's he's pretty like dour, just kind of like uh, he's he's there, but not a whole lot of expressions, not a whole lot of inflection. He did you did get a giggle out of him, but you could tell like uh, those are few and far between any kind of overt emotion. Uh, so it's really hard to to pick up any okay. any ticks or any any tells out of his his mannerisms or voice and. So before we help you, I, I feel like you need to be completely honest with us because what we saw back in some of those houses, those weren't just people keeping to themselves. It would also help to know who you are. Oh, yeah, of course. Introductions are needed. Oh, my name is Ismark Koyanovich, and you are? Marna. I'm Javi. Ah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to poke, but uh, I cannot say I've met anybody of your kind before. Well, that's just surprising. Are there, there are more like you? Of course. And Avi, uh, you definitely have not seen anybody like you either. One of a kind, my friend. But again, all this is signs pointing to you helping me perhaps why does your sister need escorting well this Strahd character that you know nothing about (laughs) has uh, eyes for her and would not leave her and I'm trying to get her to a place that is a little more fortified and uh, and make sure that she is safe but I feel like this is not the... If this job is something that you are willing to take, I feel like this is not the place to speak about it. If if this is something you would like to do, we can go back to uh, my father's mansion, the Burgermeisters. Your sister, Irina? And you, you see his face kind of pause and everything about him pause. How do you know that name? Information travels fast, my friend. And there we're going to pause. And we'll, uh, Cass, 
what, what are you doing at the uh, at the bar? I'm gonna wait for everyone to clear off and do their own thing or whatever they're doing, and then turn and just go. <clears throat> All right, cut the crap. Uh, excuse me. I'm Thirty-seven years old. You think I've never been in taverns before? Well, uh, All the juicy gossip goes straight to the tap. <laughs> Tell me, count on one hand how many people you saw coming into this tavern. Yeah, you're I... done. You're done. <laughs> the thing is, not a lot of people come in here. I mean, there's no life out in them streets. What do you want to know? You can give me an intimidation check, I, I, I should say. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. That negative charisma is going to come in strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a nine. Yeah, he's he's pretty steadfast just in his, in his routine of cleaning these and kind of his uh, ever-present scowl did not diminish whatsoever. So, yeah, everything he said is... It's very obvious you can count the amount of people in here on one hand. My question is why? There's something else going on here. We've already seen evidence of it. Uh, you seem like a smart person, so... I mean, there's no money. There's no money. There's no money in these streets. There's no money to be made. Again, I... I cannot speak ill out loud. But, uh... You got to have money to spend money. Can't speak ill out loud. You think there's someone watching? You see his eyes kind of go over your shoulder to the, the group of three that are in the corner. That are, you know, they, they look pretty casual. Uh, and, and only for a second. They just, his eyes are there and then he's right back on you. Understood. Well, let this be a lesson for you. And I'm going to go ahead and slide one gold piece across the counter. I'm going to say, sometimes counting something on one hand can be a benefit, <laughs> as well as a downside. And before. And you see him, like, just nonverbal kind of nod and goes right back. He knows his place. And are you staying up at the bar or are you you heading elsewhere? I'm gonna grab my drink and join one of these two groups. Okay. Let's... Uh ta let's see what Tack and Bull is doing. Tack and Bull. I like that name combo. Uh what's Tack and Bull doing? Uh as Avi and Mirna are in the back and uh Cass is at the at the bar. What's Tack did, and Bull doing? Did Bull bring all the other drinks? With yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he brought yeah. the tray. So Tack finishes the one he's drinking, and then grabs another one off the tray, and sets right. that in front of him. Uh, Bull will <laughs> match him all the while, still looking like this young kid. And he pulls out <laughs> one of his daggers, and he starts to like, uh, dagger in between his fingers, like on the table, like that game. Remember what it's called? He's like Tack. Now, my <clears throat> Tack. Um. Ah, what? How did you come about being here? I know I was 
you know, just kind of like a jester, and then got sent along with this crew, but how did you... I don't know, get... How did we end up in Barovia together? The Duchess and I have a bit of an arrangement, as it were, and so now I'm here. Are you... Did, are you sleeping with the Duchess? No. Is that what you're trying to tell me God, right now? No. Please tell me you're not sleeping with the Duchess. A gentleman never t kisses and certainly it's doesn't help. <laughs> Sir, I would advise against it. Well, no, we, we didn't have that type of relationship. I just um, entertained her, I suppose. She kind of actually might have... Well, she thinks she saved me from the gallows, but I could have I could have gotten away. So you're indebted to her. Well, I suppose, but I feel like after all this, we might be about square. Are you good for indebted you? Indebted to her, or uh, we're in a bit of a there's a a mutual arrangement, Sy symbiotic, if you will. All right. Well, that all sounds fun, I suppose. And you still doing the dagger game. He's like, you wanna you wanna take a whirl? And he um, pulls, pulls out another dagger and gives it to Tech. Bull <laughs> give me um give me a dexterity check. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Just straight decks. Uh it's uh, an eight. So <laughs> not great. So as you got one, two, three passes and then as you come down, you, you catch, you nick the big knuckle on your thumb. And just, you don't stab into it. Just the blade comes down just on the other side of it. And you, you kind of draw a little bit of blood there. It's like, oh. well, yeah, I'll, I'll pass. Thanks. He lifts his, one of, another mug up to attack. He's like, well, I guess to Barovia. And goes to cheers him, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say at this time, uh, Cass, you're you're kind of turning around and coming to the back. Now you have you're at a fork in the roads, Cass. You can pick <laughs> the knife stabby game. I'm gonna roll see. a d4 for it. <clears throat> okay, so odds it's tack and bull, evens it's uh, murder and Harvey. Is there some symbology there? Some symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> it's evens. It was a two. All right. <laughs> so you're, you're heading to, to Avi as I catch in and cough. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll go back to Avi and Mirna in the back again, having this conversation. If this is something you want to talk about, I would be much more willing to give you more information. If you come back to the Burgermeister mansion. How how big is the bar? It's sixty feet by sixty feet. How, would I have heard uh, Cass's conversation with the bartender? Uh, I'd say it'd be while it's not uh, a full bar and a lot of voices going on. You are in the back depths. There's a crackling fire. You got Tack and you got um, Bull talking in between you. Okay. you give me a perception check to kind of see. Well, it's a nineteen. Is. 
This All right. Good. You're able to pick up some of uh, some of it, but in more of what um, Cass was saying, the bartender was rather he he knows where he's at in his place that he's not speaking too loudly. So you're getting more of the cast side of the conversation. Okay. So specifically asking about, um, yeah, asking about, you know, why aren't there more people in here? Um, when Cass and, repeated, why can't you speak something out loud? Or, yeah. Yeah. You, you would pick that up okay. and you picked up the, uh, the nice line at the end, you know, sometimes not counting on one hand is a good thing. <laughs> So, why can't you speak in the open? You know, hear my f- friend saying it up up there as well. And at that point, Cass is coming in and over your shoulder, and and Ismark stands up and he pulls out the other, the fourth chair, and he he uh, signals for Cass to sit down. And there are there are many people that don't want to see. Again, I I cannot say. (laughs) I am struggling. Usually I don't have these kind of conversations, but there are many people that don't want, or I should rather say that do want to see Strahd play his games. And the more that he knows the, the worst position we are in, and I will say we because you are a visitor in Strahd's land, Again, I can offer you my uh, my home, and we can have this conversation, and we can bring in your two friends, and because I think I can help you as much as you can help me. And he at that when he says that he he does grab like the the handle of his sword that is sheathed at his side. It's an aggressive move. <laughs> Cass, you've sat down, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Muted, Cass. As Cass sits down, I'm going to lean closer to him and say, May I introduce you to Irina's brother, Ismark. He wants our help escorting her out of the city, I think. All right, so two things. One, have you just agreed for all of us that we're going to go running again? No. And two... Strahd. Who is this guy? That name's been dropped. We don't know yet. I can tell you more if we go out of this building. Well, you haven't really, to be be fair, you haven't told us anything. Um, The first thing you told us was a lie, and now you just want us to leave with you. Where, Where is the upside for us? I don't think I have said anything that was a lie. You said that those are people. They don't want to see. Those aren't people. What pe- what sorry, out of character, what the weird I, I'm in my head I'm envisioning the I am legend vampires just like huddling. Oh. You know, like okay. but they're like just circling in the house. Uh, Did you okay. just pant gotcha. like a dog? Have you seen <laughs> I Am Legend? Like No. Okay. Don't um it's read the book good. though. The book is the book's great. Really good. Uh, sorry. Okay, so yeah, okay. Uh, I get I, I understand what you're putting down. I mean, I am not one to speak ill of fellow Barovians, but it is true that there is magic and there is there are eyes all over that are 
causing you to see things that may not be real, may not be there. I cannot, I cannot confirm if what you saw was a fellow Barovian or if that was one of Strahd's minions. So what I have said is completely true, but you... I have not told you a lie. Oh good, he's got minions. This will end well. Well, his minions are plenty. And again, that is another reason why... Let me ask you a question. Did you have fog at your heels as you were coming in? Did you have wolves howling in the distance? Yes. To all, all of those? those? Yes. Those are all under Strat's control. And you are here because he wants you to be here. And if you want to continue following his path that is laid out with breadcrumbs and lead you right to him, that is fine. But you may be able to help somebody in need on the way. And right now, that is me and my sister. I am giving you my trust right now. I am telling you everything. Why would I tell you about the inner workings of Strahd? He is a devil that has been oppressive in this land for too long, and now it's time to it is time to do something about it. And I first, I need to save and make sure that my sister is in a place where she can be safe, and then I will. I will stand toe-to-toe with Strahd. You don't even know. Hey, Zeltaris, thanks for the raid. Appreciate it. Take a look at the other two and I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we bring it up with the other two? Away from, if you'll excuse us, is Mark? Well, time you need. For one, we're traveling as a group, and we haven't even formally introduced each other. So, I think probably a catch-up between us all is required before we make a, another move. I am. I am offering you the shelter and four walls that are free of any well, any peering eyes. I mean, and I'm gonna look at Cass and Myrna. It can't be worse than here, right? As we look at the dirty bar in the ground and the zombie things in the houses. We thought that about the death house. Oh, no. I We we knew going in something was wrong, right? Yeah, and then it was at least it can't get any worse. And then there was that horrible thing in the basement. And then it was at least it can't get any worse. And then it was smoke. So, you know, I'm I'm agreeing with you here. I, I feel like perhaps a, a place to rest and recuperate is a good idea, but just don't say at least it can't get any worse, because it always will. It's fair. Do we notice if that, uh, I guess, any other patrons are looking at our um, companions as they're talking to this dude? The There's only you, that single Bismarck, uh, Eric, the barkeep, and then those three other, uh, I should say they are females that are sitting in the back on the opposite corner. Oh. Uh, they, they are they are in and out of conversation amongst themselves. You can't really pick up anything that they're saying. Uh, they are sharing a carafe of wine. Uh, and they are scanning uh, as well. Okay. Hey, uh, Tech, I don't know what, what your whole deal is, but um, it appears we are I mean, they're over there talking to some locals. You want to mix it up with 
a couple of them locals back over there. Maybe point to the uh, table of the uh, wine drinking ladies. Help yourself there, uh, Bull. Uh, I'm certain that 12-year-old you is going to be perfectly <laughs> capable of managing a conversation with grown women in the corner. <laughs> there there take, goes Axine again. Take care of that yourself. I'm going to finish my drinks. And I finish the one that's in my hand, and I take another one off the tray. Now, come on, Tack. I need... I, I, somebody's got to have my back here. Tack. Tack. I'm taking Tack. a break. I got something to drink. In a few minutes, I'm going to figure out where I'm going to sleep. And it's not with those ladies. So... Not with that attitude. Just not at all. All right, all right. It, Bull will drop this guy's self. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go grab some wine, and then I'll, I'm going to go talk to these ladies. And if you happen to change your mind, uh, you know where I will be. Hey, hey, Bull, it's not actually spring break in Barovia, so... <laughs> I just feel like you're working hard, man. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, continue. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Bull will go to the the bar and just order, I guess, uh, another carafe of of wine. Yeah, this one's already been paid for, and he fills it up, slides it across. This, well, who's this? Is somebody paid for this one by? You pointing to those ladies, or are you pointing? No, to I'm pointing to the people you walked in here with. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right. Um, cool. You see I... that kid that we walked in here with? He he ran off somewhere. Okay. I I must have missed him while I was cleaning this glass. I suggest yeah, you go have a seat with your party. All right. Well, I could help you. You know what? I'm not gonna do it. Okay. No help is needed. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right, uh, I guess I'll head to the table. Which table? <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll, he'll swing by the table with the rest of the party. He's like, hey, gang, uh, while you're talking to this handsome blonde fellow, I'm going to go talk to you know, these, uh, these other patrons here and see if uh, I can bump them for information. Oh. <clears throat> I would highly advise against it. Why? Better to explain later, but just trust me on this. This is not a good time for a bull idea. <laughs> or does that make it the best time? Yeah. Kaz, your question. And he's just like holding the craft and just pour himself a little glass. Now, y'all are talking to one person over here. It seems like you're just going to go off with them. Is that is that what's happening? We should at least get a layout of the of the whole Barovia. We get a full experience. Everything. Is it your brain or below the belt that is talking bull? Uh, That's what uh, I thought. <laughs> oh, well, 
All right, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just he'll go over there and, and uh, drop off the wine. He's like, um, we bought this wine. Well, no, not we. I bought this wine for you all, and I I, I hope hope you enjoy it. I gotta. We're big heroes in town, and so I just, you know, if you if you ever need a hero. You're embarrassing yourself over there. <laughs> um, as as these three uh, ladies hear that, uh, and you can tell their clothes are a lot fancier, a lot more colorful, uh, and they they look a lot like the clothes that the initial people you met at the uh, the riverside outside of Daggerford wore a lot like that, and the three of them look up look over and up to you, Bull. There is no need for you to buy us drinks. We own this place. Oh! We, can, we have all the drinks we need. Gotcha. I see, uh, I, the bartender I, tried to sell me the place uh, just a couple minutes ago. I, I didn't even know it wasn't his to sell. What if... That, is, really... that is not true. Go sit down. <laughs> okay, do you know... Do you happen to know Stanimir? An old guy who does fire magic? Uh, I'm going to have you give me two rolls. One's going to be persuasion, and the other one's going to be a wisdom save. Fuck. Okay. Uh, which one do you want first? <laughs> let's, let's, uh, <laughs> uh, let's do the persuasion. Okay. That fell out of the tree. Does it count? Uh, that is an eight. Hold on. What's my charm at here? It's got to be pretty high. Eh? Uh, oh, shit. That's a 20. Dirty. All right. And then give me a wisdom save. That's much worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a nine. <laughs> so as as you were saying this, you see the, th the three of them look at each other, and then all of a sudden, in mid- Persuage. Your, <laughs> your eyes darken and you go blind for a second. Oh. And as you are blind, you the inside of your mouth starts to almost taste like rot. Like um you you've eaten something that is rancid. And it's just filling your whole mouth and not going away. And after about two seconds, your eye, your vision comes back. And they say to you, yes, we know Stenemir. It is. But your mouth is going to get you in trouble. Go sit down. Yeah, that. Okay. Um, and that, that taste is still <laughs> there. And it does not, it is not going away. Oh, uh grab a, a glass of wine real quick and try to wash that away as he's walking back to the party. <laughs> so as you drink that first drink of wine, it's almost like after you've brushed your teeth and you eat anything, it's just really gross. The wine has a whole new palate in your mouth and it does not taste right. And then as you swallow it down, that same rancid taste comes back. I'll kind of be like walking over it, like just chewing on air. Like, well, they, uh, they happen to know our good old buddy standing here back there. Um, look, those are the bar owners. 
See, now just a, a little little friendly conversation, and you bait all types. Why uh, do you look like you are in pain? Um, <laughs> I forgot something. I'm just racking my brain trying to remember what it was. Chewing the cup, there, buddy. What that was. And Is Ismark kind of like pounds his fist on the table. Again, you're I I am leaving because you are going to get me in trouble. There there is magic and there is there are people in here that are beyond your comprehension unless you get filled in and you listen. You are doing yourself a disservice and you you are only playing into his hands. And he's gonna he's gonna get up. If you want to see me, you come down south to the Burgermeister Manor, and I will be in there. And he's going to get up. Is it the way I said Burgermeister Manor? <laughs> he's going to get up, and he's going to walk out. Well, he hasn't killed us yet. That's progress. I'm going to, like, hit Ball on the shoulder and go, You made him leave. What? I mean... I blame... All right, you're right. Um, <laughs> what, what's the what's the plan here? Are we hang we hanging here? We following Burger? Well, we were gonna Burger hang out King? with that guy. He left. Well, he just walked out the door. We could catch him just like a a quick jaunt. Well, do you think perhaps we should talk to Tech and make sure he is in on this? No, he's fine. Clearly. Let's not split up the party. I'm just going to look over my shoulder at Tack and go. <laughs> oh, fine, I will go talk to Tack and I'm going to get up and go sit next to Tack. <clears throat> You're how many cups in? Uh, You're working on my third. You're working, working on your on third. third. Okay. Right. Yeah. Is it build water or is it good? And I'm gonna start sniffing one of the undrunk mugs. Was it okay wine? Was it good wine? I don't. Yeah, no, it tastes it tastes pretty good. I'm not a wine guy, so I can't describe what good wine. Oh tastes yeah, like, no. But if if you drink good wine, you know it's a red. I know that much. <laughs> but it tastes it tastes good. It's better than what the Duchess serves. I, I would say there's a craftsmanship here that is pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So, we have been offered a job, potentially. Have you figured out how we're getting back home yet? Not yet. But that gentleman that you shrugged off wants to hire us to escort his sister somewhere safe. You remember how we got here? Yes, and considering his sister is the woman in the note that we found. But no. How did how did we get here? And I don't mean I don't mean this tavern. I mean this place. Have you looked at the sky at night? Yes. Those your stars? 
Spent a lot of time on boats, lady. Those ain't ours. We ain't anywhere, anywhere near I've ever been. Ugh, this wine is shit. Look. I am not seeing me take this job, the job. I am just seeing that I would like everyone involved in the decision. I want to get home as much as the rest of you. Perhaps more so. I do not trust anything in this town. And the fact the bull is bull <laughs> makes it all the more difficult. The smart thing to do would be to leave both of them. Would be to leave what? Both of them. The children. That would be the smart thing. The sensical thing. The one most likely to see your survival. To be perfectly honest, leaving me and the other one too, probably your best chances for survival. I do not make a habit of leaving people behind. It has cost me more than you will ever know. But I won't back down from that. If you want to stay here and die, that is your decision. But I would not encourage it. But see, the thing is, though, is that... Since I've gotten here, I've done very little that's actually directly impacted my safety and security. However, hanging out with the rest of you has severely impacted my safety and security. Which makes me wonder if it's actually safer to just be here and let you guys go do what you're going to do. And maybe you'll get home. And maybe you'll get home without me. But I also feel like I'm a lot less likely to die because someone else can't keep their mouth closed. Or, you know, wants to just light everybody on fire with their magic. I, you know, there's... There's, there's a lack of... I don't know. I'm not sure if it's common sense. I'm not Except sure if it's common courtesy. I'm not sure if they just haven't had a proper upbringing. I feel like if I continue to go with them, my chances of dying, and not for a good cause, because someone has poor impulse control, or maybe two someones have poor impulse control, that we're going to end up having to kill someone. Look, I promised the Duchess I would keep you safe. And I will do my best to follow up on that promise. <clears throat> but you I promise. cannot do that if you stay you, here. You promise to keep me die. safe on the Duchess's behalf? Do the problem with that? That's a mistake. 
no matter. And if she asked you to look after me, you're either here to kill me, or she doesn't trust you. What is wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. You're in league with a liar. So she either paid you to kill me, and now you're lying to me about that fact, or you don't have any idea who you're actually working for. Probably that. Mercenary for hire means you don't always know your employer. If the money pays, and you can get the job done without dying, think she's going to remember to pay you if and when we get home? Perhaps. But either way, I am not going to back down on a promise. And I promise to keep you all safe. And to make sure we return home. I'll finish the, the glass that I was kind of nursing and pick up a fourth one from the tray. Should be the last one on the tray. Uh, seeing as Bull took a glass and Myrna has picked up a glass. So yeah. yeah. I will, I will take the last unclaimed glass and, and drink that one all the way down, too. And he'll kind of you know, tap the table with his fingers and frown like he's making a decision. And I guess I'll go with you guys. I kind of trust you. I don't think the other guys mean anything malicious. I just think it's a lack of... I won't be any ruder than I have already been. What are we? What are we signing up to do? And you're a mercenary, so how much are we getting paid? Because I know you didn't agree to do this for free. We did not agree yet. We don't not know much of the details. Ismark seems, and at that I'm going to look slightly askance at the women at the back, concerned about watching eyes and ears before we decided to go to the Burgermeister's mansion. I figured we should know. Going to if we're going to get out of this alive, we all need to be in the game. That's exactly my point. I've been in the game since we got here. And it looks like you're in the game. And our buddy over there also probably in the game. We got two people that don't know any of the rules. Now, if you want to hand them the game pieces and watch them flail around with people that know how to play the game, it's going to end poorly. I'm with you, but if it comes down to me or one of those two idiots, it's going to be me every time. So if I'm going to stick with you, and you honestly believe we have a better chance together than apart, someone needs to bring those guys the rule manual and let them know what's going on. How much of this can I hear, by the way? Stack's loud. He's been drinking at this point. He's not making any any attempt to, to, to either be quiet or pretend like he cares that anyone may hear what he has to say. It's, it's very much into the drunken-like not trying to yell, but like very emotional at this point. Probably more emotional than you've seen him be the whole time. 
and just to set the scene again, you're up at that initial table that you sat in, and Myrna came up to you. Yeah. And then the rest of the group still in the back where Ismark was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If he's if he's being loud, uh, Avi, you're catching most of this. Maybe not what uh, Myrna's saying in in her responses, but you're catching what Tax throwing out there as he's being a little not boisterous, but just loud and belligerent and. Uh, uh, not belli- I wouldn't say belligerent. I'm just saying, like, steadfast in his understandings of life. A little liquid courage in there, maybe bringing some of this out. And and as <laughs> as there's a split in the party and there's some uh, this conversation happening, every now and then you can catch the three ladies in the back just kind of like look at each other and and kind of giggle a little bit or you know shuffle their shoulders up and down like. Maybe a little pointing every now and then. Almost mockingly. I don't know about y'all, but I think we got a loose cannon on our hands here. Says the loose oh. cannon. A <laughs> point to attack. Like with this do a little thumb point. Um, but having said that, I've been traveling around a lot with, uh, with the family and towns like this always have something fun to do like be a cockfighting um we could go in and do some fighting uh, gambling there's probably a riverboat we should i mean i'm just throwing it out there we're looking for stuff to do right i <clears throat> i am exhausted right now i want to focus on where i'm staying if it means helping this guy, fine. If there's other things we can do in the meantime, fine. Whatever passes the time, whatever gets us information that allows us to get out of here. But right now, I need food and I need some rest because the last night's rest that we had didn't go so great for me. Yeah, all right. I, I, I mean, I hear that. Um... Didn't that? I mean, the barkeep said there's no inns in town. So what a. Where does that leave us? Are we? I mean, Avi, I guess is gonna break into a house for us, or would uh, what's the plan? I guess we could look like um, that uh, Venetian guy and go to the, his winery. I mean, my face is like, a, what Avi's doing, just like jaw to the ground, like. The guy that just left, we're going with that guy. That's the plan. I mean, free stay, at the very least. We don't like what he has to say, we walk away. Clearly, Tack is going to sit here and drown in his, you know, sorrows. That's fine. I I think I've got a way to bring him along if need be. Mm. I mean, I like that. At the very least, we get free burgers, right? Oh my god. That's an in-character facepalm as well, just a full... <laughs> yes, it is. <clears throat> yes, Bull. Yes. Lots... Lots of burgers. Perfect. Uh, I'm gonna leave this here, and he takes the skull out of his pocket and just puts it on the table. Alright! Um, I guess let's talk Tack and Marina. Uh... Yeah. Do we do this? And he puts his hand out, like, toward in between uh, Cass and Avi. 
I know nothing about you guys yet. We haven't even been formally introduced as a group. We're currently just hanging around because it's the best option we have. So let's have a couple of chats first, shall we? Sure. All right. Cass is going to jump up, take a look at Murner and Tack. Just, yep. <clears throat> All right. So grab these two, grab you two, and hopefully end up in a, in a bed that's not covered in rot and ringing bells. So yeah, let's just go. And I am going to go ahead and wander over to Tack and Murner. I'll follow Cass. Are we uh, ready to leave, then? I'm going to look up at the two. I'm going to put my hand on Tack's shoulder and say, you know, it's not really nice to call Cass and Bull idiots, to be fair. And then I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> See? He doesn't even know he's playing a game yet. Or am I playing the best game ever? So, what's the plan, Tack? I mean, <clears throat> all I'm gonna say is I know you hate camping, and he's offering us a mansion with some beds. So at the very least, if you at least want to take the time to sleep in a decent place, then that is probably a good option. I'm just I'm following, saying. I'm following the priest, so... Wherever she wants to go. I she mean. is probably the best person to to follow, so fair enough. <laughs> I believe I believe we're ready to go. I'm gonna take a look towards the uh the ladies. What are they up to currently? As we're getting ready to leave. Uh yeah, as you're packing up, they're still pouring themselves some wine sitting there. They've now that you any kind of uh, loud, boisterous voices coming from your tables has died down. They've sort of gone back to conversing amongst themselves. Uh, very quietly, not... It's hard to uh, hear anything that they're saying. They're keeping it very uh, at their table. But yeah, they're just very casual looking. Very in control of the situation. Okay. Good to know. I'm gonna go ahead and nod to Tack and Myrna, and then leave. You, you walking all the way out? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and head okay. outside and wait for everyone out there. Okay. And as you walk outside, you can see uh, Ismark is about halfway down the long uh, road that's heading north and south, and he is heading south. And I, I've, re I've revealed all of Barovia for you. Uh, what's everybody else doing inside? I'm already outside. I've left, by the way. Okay. I'm waiting for Tack to finish. Taking the hint that he's being waited on, Tack finishes his fourth glass, sets it down, and stands up. You know, making himself ready to, to walk out the door. Oh, well, say to Tack. You know, if it was, um, between you and I, um, that save both of us, and then he keep walking. That's probably a mistake too. Yeah, well, I guess I don't make the best choices, and he'll walk up. All right. 
I'm going to say you guys spent about two-ish hours in there just kind of uh, talking through all this, having some drinks, dealing with this, Mark, uh, and all that. So it's it's about four or five in the evening now. Um, what little light in the sky there is is now starting to fall, and, and it's getting a little bit darker. Um, by this time, now that everybody's out, you Ismark has made his way to the Burgermeister's Manor, uh, fully south. Um, what would you guys like to do? Yeah, and Does anyone is. need supplies before we go? Where Where do you plan on getting them from the Does zombie that... house? Well, there's that uh, mercantile place, isn't there? Oh, I'm sure they'll yeah. just trade you some questionable leather capes. <laughs> oh, actually, that reminds me. I'm going to go ahead and go into my pouch. Uh, and I give everyone here seven gold pieces. <clears throat> Fat sacks of cheddar, yo. I'm going to hand them out and just say, from the house. You get your cuts, but I'm keeping the cape. Not my cape, right? Obviously. I found a better looking one. Did you? That cape is so gross. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I haven't said it yet. That cape is so gross. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, does the mercantile look like it's open? Yeah, it's got it's got light that's spilling out into that main uh, that main kind of open area that is there. Um, it is shuttered closed with closed with just some light spilling out um it seems to be open if we want to make a short trip and see if we can get a few supplies but it is getting dark what supplies do we need before we go see this guy that's what i was asking if anybody needed anything extra No, that's that's what I mean. What what could we possibly need? We we gonna need fifty feet of rope to follow this guy? Like <laughs> we're following this guy, let's follow this guy. Like I I don't need to stop in and stock up on wine skins on the way to this man's house. Like I Maybe I'm you can find a heart. We we could be walking into a trap here. Maybe they've got some potions of healing or um I don't know, a new New hammer for Myrna here. Yeah? Garlic. I've got a. I got a shirt I need to get rid of. So, apart from that, I mean, as was actually rightly said, we could be walking into another house of horrors here. Just call it being pessimistic. More realistic, depending on your outlook. I mean, whatever. It's getting dark. Alright, if no one needs anything dire, then let's march. March south, then. Okay. As you guys head south, uh, moving through this town, again, the same, the street, you could tell there's cobblestone, something solid underneath this thick two inches of, of mud and dirt that just nobody is coming by to sweep this up. And you pass um, Bill Drath's Mercantile. There's another little outbuilding. And as you get to that third building on your right, that wailing, that sobbing that was kind of spilling out and filling the streets is louder. And you could tell it is coming 
from the upstairs of that house. This just this moaning sob just fills this these streets. Which one specifically? Um, uh, it is this one, and it is. It's just a. It's. It's sadness that matches the scene. And it's just flowing from that two-story uh, dark townhouse, just spilling out of the windows and, and through through the uh, the crevices in the house and in the out of the door. Uh, if you continue forward, uh... Cam wants to explore. Cascada does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, it's really silent. Not not much. A couple birds chirping here and there. A couple of dogs barking way off in the distance. Um, but the Burgermeister Manor is all the way down at the end of this road, if that's where you're heading. Uh, yeah. Tiredly just okay. shifting myself there. <laughs> yeah, Myrna probably would be like, somebody else's business, somebody else's business, somebody else's business. <laughs> walking. Okay. As you approach this, this mansion, it is a weary-looking mansion, um, kind of sitting, squatting behind this rusted iron fence. Uh, there's an iron gates that are just twisted and torn and just seen the ages of time. Uh, the right gate is off its hinges and just like leaning up against the fence while the left just lazily kind of swings in the wind. Uh, there's a stuttering squeal and clang of, of the gate as it repeats with mindless precision. It's just kind of hitting the side and, and then falling back. Uh, weeds choke the ground and, and press with menace upon the house itself. It's kind of like growing up and, and getting intruding upon the uh, windows. Um, yeah, as you approach, you see that those weeds that are getting taller as you get to the house, there is a trail all around the house where the weeds have been tamped down, and there's it's almost like a path. Um, and upon further inspection, you see heavy claw markings. Uh, have stripped the once beautiful finish of the walls of this house. Uh, you can see black marks, uh, like charcoal marks, ash marks that tell that like fires, like flaming arrows and torches have been thrown at this house as they've tried to, somebody has tried to set it on fire. Um, there is not a pane of glass that, that is intact. It is all shattered and you can see remnants of the glass all about and boards, um, are all barred with planks. Uh, each one marks with, each one marked with the stains of evil omen. And that's as you approach this house. You're just seeing, you know, this is this house has seen um, some atrocities. Are you are you going all the way up and and knocking? Yep. So you remember when someone said this could be a trap, right? Let's just keep our wits about us. Yeah. I'm. I'll go up first. Why not? Okay. You kind of up two steps and then you're up on the uh, the entryway porch. Um, you see a, a heavy wooden door that does have the same claw marks on it that kind of befit the rest of the house. Pretty How solid big are these door. claw marks? Like, are we talking like wolf or are we talking bigger? Um, talking bigger. Okay. Like, they match... The, the claw marks on the body that was that you found the uh, letters. Okay, all right. And as you as you look at some of the trails around it, you do see wolf prints or like paw prints, I should say. Um, they're they're kind of big, um, 
you know, the, the typical Sword Coast wolf. This is probably twice as big. Okay. And you and, and there are human footprints that are strewn about as well. Not just paw prints. Tap, tap, tap. You can hear as you as you rap on the door, you hear some some shuffling. You hear some steel on steel kind of unsheathing of swords. Um, and you hear footsteps come up to the door. If Who I is hear it? the swords, I'm going to be grabbing my warhammer. Okay. Who is it? Ismark asked us to come. How do you know Ismark? We met them at the Blood on the Vine. And what business do you have here? I am not here to play games. He asked us to come. If we are not welcome, we are leaving. You, you can you, ask him yourself. You hear in a, a, a muffled, like she's turned her head away, Ismark! And you hear some more shuffling of feet coming up. Yes, what is it? These people are here, they say they met you at the tavern and they are here for you. Uh, and then at the the window, what would be the window right next to you, you see some eyes kind of peer through um, and they are Ismark's. Uh, yes, that is that is them. Let them in. They, they are going to help us. They are outsiders. Uh, and at, at that, you hear some clinking of some locks come down and then the door slowly begins to open and peeking through before the door opens all the way. Uh, I'll show you the picture. Uh, you should see it now in roll 20. You see Irina Koyana, um, armor clad, sword in hand, brown, kind of auburny, red hair, strikingly beautiful, tired looking, is there. She catches and she eyeballs every single one of you. And then she opens the door the rest of the way, stands behind the door, and you see Ismark in the doorway of this uh, this manor. Hurry up, we don't, we don't have all day. I'll walk through, and I'll look back at the rest of the group. I'll follow right behind Mana. I'll follow Tack. <laughs> I'm not I'm not waiting particularly for anyone, so I I just fall in line behind whoever. <clears throat> I'm directly behind Tack. <clears throat> Be right behind Avi. <laughs> <laughs> How directly behind are we talking? Like proper, three, like three peas in a pod. <laughs> no, like Imagine not, not in the bubble. Tech very uncomfortable. <laughs> not in the not in a bubble. Just I'll let Tack go first. <laughs> so as you start to pile in like bull before you even make it in you that door starts to close and you barely just clear the threshold before it slams shut and Irina's back is to you now and she's replacing all of the locks puts a big board down in front of it and as you're in here now the interior of this mansion it's well furnished um yet it shows signs of great wear like there hasn't been any upgrades it was once probably a stately manor, much like the Duchess's uh, house back in Daggerford. Nice, qu high-quality furniture, but just seen the wear of time. There are oddest, um The noticeable oddities are the boarded-up windows and the presence of holy symbols in the room, in every room that you can see just hanging on the doors themselves. Um, you see a side, uh, a side room... And then otherwise you're just in this main for, uh, entryway foyer with some stairs going up. 
Uh, Ismark chimes in. He's like, so you are going to take me up on this offer to help save my sister, Irina? Well, I think we need more information first before we accept all the climb. Information, food, sleep. Please. Information, food, and sleep. I can give you all three of those things. Uh, please come in and have a seat and he takes you into this that side room as you as you walk in you do get the smell of decay and you see um in the middle of the floor is a simple wooden coffin uh surrounded by uh flowers that have definitely wilted and there is some decay but he kind of sweeps off some of the uh the chairs in this room and uh uh don't 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 mind this here in the center uh would, would, would it be more comfortable if I started a fire? What, what do you need? Yeah, that'll really make this scent of death go away. Um, yes, I actually take out my sensor and I light some incense and I just start okay. waving it around to try and get rid of some of the smell. Who are you keeping around and why have you not buried them? This is, this is my father, the Burgermeister. Uh, but I am sorry for your loss, but that still does not tell me why you have not buried them and put them to rest. We have not been able to, uh, with the, I mean, I, I assume that you saw around the house the claw marks and the shattered glass. Other than the, the brief respite that I get going to the tavern and back, we are surrounded by these, these wolves. And these, these demon spawn of, uh, the, the, the devil strad, like I told you about. And we have not had a, a chance to properly uh, give my father the burial that he deserves. So he has been wilting away here in this this coffin. And as you look at the coffin, you can tell it is not a... a um, it was handmade by someone who is not trained in uh, carpentry. It is, it is rather shoddy. Um, I, and pardon me, this is the, the only real meeting room that can... Hold all of us. But what do you want to know? I'm going to turn to Tack. First question in every negotiation is, what are we getting paid? <sighs> well, it seems to me that you are not worse for wear in the, uh, with all of your accoutrements that, that make you your weapons and your armor. Uh-huh. I mean, we have some stores in that are, you know, civil funds that really have not been of use uh, lately that could could go to payout if, if that is something you need. But, I mean, we, we are struggling here. And at this point, Irina comes in holding kind of a, a bigger bowl, sets it aside, and, and she's got another tray a bowl and tray and the tray's got individual cups and she's got some stew um like mutton stew that is out and uh, please help help yourself and i mean you are you are you are talking of pay my father's heart could not stand the constant assaults that are hitting this home every day and he has been sitting here rotting and nobody in in this town is brave enough to help us put him to a proper burial and take him across town to the church and let Donovich uh, say 
his words of respect and, and put him properly in the ground. And you want to talk about money. And she begins to like fill cups and starts passing them out. So to get paid, our jobs now include helping you bury your father and delivering your sister to somewhere. Just want to make sure we have the whole contract laid out. What you actually want us to do and what we're actually going to get paid. Yes, Mark, you are you are planning to take me uh, somewhere else. And you can see it, he's staring down at the floor. He's, I am trying to get you away from this devil of Strahd and get you into a place that is safe. You are not safe here, and it is evident by the constant attacks. I did not tell them about Father. I did not know that it was going to come up. So, yes, uh, you're, I don't know that I caught your name, but I am Miss Mark, and this is my sister, Irina. And you are... I'm Tech. Tech. Uh, I noticed that you sigh a lot. <laughs> but uh, there are... I guess there now are two things that I am asking of you, and... And again, I cannot, I cannot say enough of how you, you are in trouble. And I cannot tell you if I can help you. And I cannot alleviate this trouble that is, has befallen of you. I do not know why you and th this group are here, but you are here and not many people come here. And the people that do come here never return. Uh, and I don't think they are going home. So I don't know that I can help you in that, but I... I can't ask of you to help a family in need and to make a, a bad situation a little bit better. Are you trying to appeal to my... I'm not sure what it is you're trying to appeal to, but I don't have it. It's well, not a perhaps I, I need to talk to somebody else in this party. I, I mean, pardon me for being, being crude. <clears throat> Again, I, I saw an opportunity when you walked into that bar, into that tavern, and I had to take it. Because I know you are not one of the Vistani, and I know you are not with Strahd himself. Say that word again. Strahd. No, 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 the one before that. Vistani. 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 Uh, Pastrami or whatever it was. What, what, <laughs> what is that? The is that there's what those little uh, zombie things are in the other houses? No, those are some of Strahd's minions that he has raised from the dead. The Vistani are, are those three women that were sitting in the bar, in the tavern. Those are Vistani. How many so are whatever, there? Oh, they populate this land just as much as Barovians do. But for whatever reason, Strahd has uh, given them free reign to come and go as they please, and it's given uh, us Barovians the uh, given us the isolation of staying within this realm of his and playing with us like puppets. See, I told y'all we should talk to those women, but nobody. I, I actually, I got a question for you, uh, Ismark. Now, how far, how much further across town is this um, church where you could bury your father? And the bar, because it seems like you make a lot of trips to the bar, but you can't make a trip to bury your father. You're just going to leave him here in the living room? Well, the the bar is in the center of town, and the church is on the other side. And 
that is not just a, a task that is quickly said and done. Going to the tavern to get supplies and staying within eyesight of the, those Vistani. I mean, I can tell you this, you are not going to be attacked by Strahd's uh, minions in front of the Vistani. So any trip to the church would have to be quick and with just my, and I cannot let my sister out of uh, this house without any sort of protection and I am not enough. I have trained enough with the sword, but I, I have been overwhelmed too many times and I cannot be overwhelmed with my sister in presence. So let me get this straight. You can't bring the coffin across town because you will get attacked in the streets. Am I hearing this right? Well, your friend here said he saw some some people in the house that did not look like... Did they look like me? Did they look like the Vistani? If they did not look like one of those, then they are Strahd's minions. They are anywhere, at any time, in any task that is going to take more than... They will come. You speak of undead. Did you think to check the coffin? Yes, we have checked the coffin. My father is dead. That's... And forgive me for being blunt, but I have some expertise when it comes to this kind of thing. That's how undead always look, animated or not. Well, when you say this kind of thing, I don't know uh, what you mean, but he has been he has been there for uh, going on a week now, and he has, there has been no uh, signs of anything, of any movement or any, any rumblings or, or scratching or anything. Doesn't mean it's not listening, but all right. Well, we happen to have um, the cleric here um wouldn't it be better to bury your father in his in his own lands and Mirna could perhaps well bless the ground or i don't know how these things work but um again we have we have a family plot at the at the church in the in the cemetery that is north of the church it would be a great disservice to the Koyanovich name if if that, that doesn't happen there. So I think the answer bull is no. So again, let me let me get this straight. So you need us to escort the coffin from here to the church in the north, bury the body, while you stay here and protect your sister. No, I I will come with you, but my sister stays here. I know. For the time being, that this house is fortified enough. But pretty soon, Strahd is going to come with many more bits of his devil army that will over would overtake this house and tear it down to the ground. So that's is Strahd, uh, like, the lord or something here? Yes, he is very much in charge of everything that goes on. Uh-huh. Is this like a prima nocta situation? Or Strahd has had an encounter with my sister that she barely made it back from. And it is of my belief that Strahd is trying to take her forever. Does Irina have any odd marks that are visible? 
Um, she, in her armor, her her breastplate and shoulder, are those pauldrons? I think are what those are called. Mm-hmm. And she's she's got a collar that comes up too. Um, this metal collar that you can't really get a good look outside of her facial features. She's got you know cloth and armor down to the wrists and she's wearing gloves so you can't really see anything her face is rather uh pristine and she is very striking uh uh, young woman but no no imperfections that you can see imperfections is the wrong word uh any any scarring or or anything that you can you can see and once we've finished belling your fathers and where do you plan to take her we we will head to Valaki. That is a a town that I am um, that is safer than this. That has less of Strahd's influence, but I cannot get her there on my own. You said, "Oh, sorry." No, I was just going to say it is to the west. It is yeah. about a day's ride, or. A day's walk, rather, after a day's ride. You've mentioned that your sister has had an encounter with Stroud and survived. And she looks to be very capable here. Why don't we all go? Barry, Pops, keep going. Because it seems, you know, we're going to leave her in the house by herself while we're burying somebody that's... Seems, uh, pardon my French, but fucking stupid. So let's, uh, you know, stay together here. <laughs> right? Am I crazy? No. As I recall, you said you made it through Durst Manor and you are here. So I know that you have to be well enough with your weapons. Uh, that uh, That is a... That's a compromise I'm willing to make. If we can... If if this plan happens, we bury our father and we go to Valaki. And you... You you help protect my sister. That can happen. She can come with us. When is the best time to travel? In this town? You do not want to travel during the night. So clearly we travel in the morning. We'll all have some dinner, get some sleep, wake up and shove out. That is probably best as as the the sun is going down. And yes, you do not want to travel uh, when the, uh, the mother night is out and peering. Um, which seems to be more and more hours these days. Uh, but yes, uh, we can. I, that is a a plan. If we want to sit and hold up here this night, and then in the morning we go make it to Donovich at the the church, and then we can we can head towards Valaki tomorrow as well. All right. Another question for you. I would I will tell you anything you need to know. Good. So, obviously there's this situation going on, the situation with the city, with yourself. 
You're saying that this Strahd guy is your lord, ruler, whatever you want to call it. Why haven't you just spoken to him? <laughs> Are you... Have I not been clear enough? Strahd cannot be reasoned with. He cannot be sp sp spoken to. Again, we are, you are here because he wants you here. We are all puppets within his game. I am just, I am lucky enough to get to you before he has. I mean, maybe he has gotten to you already. I, so then yeah. it sounds like it doesn't matter what we do. If he play, if he controls the game. I'm beginning to get flashbacks to someone talking about a rule book. Well, we can... I... We can work to find a little bit of peace and uh, understanding <clears throat> as we can, and that, that right now, that is getting my father in a proper burial and getting my sister into a place where she is not looking over her shoulder every single second of the day. Now that is not going to be bring peace to the land, and not going to stop Strahd from uh, seeking to find her for a second time. But it is going to help, and it is going to give more time. And who knows? You may be the you may be the heroes that we have been looking for. We'll grab some of this mutton stew, eat a little bit. He says, "Now you." say that we're all just pawns in some game that Strahd has created and that we're trapped in here with him but I kind of think he's stuck in here with us that is a very glass half full kind of way to look at it uh, and it is that kind of attitude that might change the tide I <laughs> well um, I, I mean this is delicious mutton stew thank you um, gang what uh thoughts if if you are looking for absolutes you're not going to find them but here's what I can offer you we deliver my sister Tavalaki I can leave her side knowing that she will be safe and I can help guide you through Bar Barovia. It is one of my wishes to put Strahd in his place. And it is not a, a job that is going to be done by myself, but it, it could be a job that is done with all of us. And as I see it, you don't have any other options. There is no way out for you. You can try. You can head back the way you came. And you will be dead before you hit those gates. I'm in. You, that means you are going to help. Yeah, let's do it. Or I'm with chaos. Just one more time for clarity. We're not getting paid. We're delivering a body. We're delivering your sister... And then we're taking you on as a liability. I beg your pardon, but I can hold my own. And he kind of picks his sword up and then slams it down in his scabbard. 
I would not be a liability. Don't don't mind him. He's grumpy. He needs a nap. So let's let's Perhaps. commence with the eating and the Perhaps. drinking. Perhaps tack. Um, if this trial is allowed, as you see, and you are successful in defeating him, perhaps um, some of his treasure, some of his wealth, mm. in payment, I'm... would that not be reasonable for the risk we are going to take? I believe is. He has to have a horde up there. The amount of travelers that I have seen come in just like yourselves and never to be seen again. Their wares have to go somewhere. They're certainly not filtered back amongst the towns. I'm going to look at Tech. Well, it's never about payment for me. It's about the contract. Of course it is. I look at Avi and Bull and turn. I'm pretending to be <clears throat> not pretending, I'm trying to be as serious as I can. I go, yeah, it's about the contract. So where do we sign? And I'll look at kind of like side-eye attack. <laughs> I, I whisper to Myrna, I can kill him in his sleep. <laughs> he won't feel anything. You forget I promised to protect him too. You would have to go through me. As as you're saying that, you see Ismark put his hand out like he's ready for a handshake. I don't know how it's done where you are at, where you are from, but I will shake your hand and look you in the eye and say you have my sword. If you can help me protect my sister, and you. Cass reaches out. He, gra he grabs it. He's got a pretty pretty firm hand. You can sure. tell it's, you know, That's he's, he's strengthful. Sends it. I reach out the same time Cass does, so it's like I'm over Cass's hand shaking. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> That's <laughs> awkward. Oh, oh, oh. I come in with a left hand. <laughs> 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 and he, he keeps it out, and he's, you know, he, Avi, if you put yours out, he shakes it. Yeah. And anybody else that willingly puts it out, and if He's looking at Tech. Well, if he's looking at me, I'll I will not be put my hand out. I will not be a burden. Then he shakes your hand. We are in a great debt to you all. We will we will stay here tonight. And in the morning we go and we help my father. And then we head out to Valaki. I uh, don't want to be rude, but uh, point towards the stew. Just don't suppose you've got a vegetarian option here? Because uh, mutton's not my thing. Sorry. I I am sorry. Uh, I was not expecting guests tonight. There are some vegetables in the in the uh, the cellar, in the 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 ice box. Um, but uh, not, I can I can whip something up. It's fine. Not, nothing is prepared. I I will remember for the future. <laughs> I'll I'll whip something up. It's it's not a problem. This whole this whole time you we've been having this conversation. Um, 
Irina's kind of been pacing. Like she brought in the stew and then she was pacing and kind of looking through the slits through the the uh the boarded up windows and just kind of walking around the room. Every now and then she would gaze down at the uh the centerpiece that is her father um in that that coffin and just very uh, active and just on edge. Yeah. Um Irina, what are your thoughts on all this? I don't I know your brother's not a fan of Strahd. Uh, are you looking to leave Barovia? I don't want to just, you know, take somebody away from their home if that's what's happening here. I am I am tired of a few things, and that is these encounters every night, these same encounters that killed my father. I am I, I, I'm afraid that it will get to me. In this encounter that my brother speaks of uh, previously with Strahd himself, I, can, I wish I could, but I and I have tried very hard, but I cannot remember any of that happened. And, and but he he left me with this, and she'll kind of pull her armor to the side and like sh- and show bare her neck, and you do see a, a scar mark that is there on her neck. But he has left me with this. And ever since that night, he has not waned in his effort to get me back. There's... There's nothing I can do but but move locations and try to find a, a new home. And hopefully he doesn't know where we are. And But at the very least, and she, she points and looks down at her father, he deserves better than this. I wouldn't know because of the thing on her neck, why she can't remember, would I? Uh, you could give me a history check or a religion check. Um, and anybody else can do this. Uh, especially if you're proficient in it. I'll, I mean, let's not just roll to roll, but if you're That'll proficient... Yeah, I mean, you've heard distant hauntings of vampirism and the the drinking of the blood and then getting um control that way uh yeah so it, it kind of rings a bell you're not like fluent in it but it is you kind of you're you're kind of piecing it back piecing it together okay i'm gonna look at arena and kind of make kind of the eye contact that says, hey, I'm about to talk to you, so like, pay <laughs> attention to what I'm saying. Um, do you have any other outfits here? Of my of my own? Yes. Yes, I have. Your clothes. I have a full wardrobe, yes. Bring me down a traveling outfit. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I feel like I should ask why, but I won't. She she leaves the room, and you hear some some steps going up the stairs into the uh, second level of the floor. Hey, uh, what? What's our job? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the purpose. I'm talking about the delivery. Can, We're supposed can, to can... get her there safe, right? That's that's not not my point. I understand where you're going, but just work on your 
I mean, I can't really talk, so I'm not good with people either. But like, even for me, that was a just, 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 just gotta. It's all about the reveal. And if you're confused now, it'll be clear soon enough. But she doesn't need any more details than she needs to stay alive. That's our job. Is that job to get her? So, Wallachia, Wallachia, wherever, some town I've never heard of. You've never, maybe you have heard of it. I don't know. It's not on any map I've read or copied. It is, it is Valaki. And so I'm, we're going to get her there. I'm going to turn to the gentleman and be like, could I wear some of your clothes? Ah, oh, you, you need one of my outfits. It's all about the reveal. I mean, if you really want to, you can give him one of hers instead. Uh, I, I am, I am in debt, and I, uh, I uh, maybe this is, and he turns around and he he leaves, and you hear footsteps heading up. I'm gonna turn to tack. What are we doing with her clothes? Yeah, you guys are in the room with no other. Uh, <laughs> I'll reach my hand out Boyana. and grab Avi's chin. Don't and don't turn his me. face side to side. Like I'm looking at him, not like hard, but very much more like I'm appraising the value <laughs> of his face. Um, I am very uncomfortable with I, touching. I don't think we. I'm good. I'm the best. But I don't think I can. Not for you. Matter of fact, the only one I can work with here on this is Bull. And at that, you hear some click, click, click steps coming down the stairs, and I- Irina comes in. She's holding out a, a dress, uh, kind of slim fitting. It kind of flares down at the bottom. It's got some nice embroidery. Um, it looks very nice. I'll uh, take the- this one. I'll take the outfit. And I do. I do need to ask, what is this for? I will set it down on like a chair, and I will turn my back to everyone and undress. Um, and then I will pick up her clothes and put them on. And my hair definitely changes color. Um, because her hair and my hair color are different, so the hair changes almost instantaneously, and then I turn around looking like Arena. Okay. And as as you turn around, uh, Ismark comes into the room holding up like he's got like a there. It's not really on a hanger for him. It's like folded trousers and like just a a tunic, and and he sees, uh. Two, two sisters. Oh, what kind of sorcery is this? Uh, and he kind of just, he sets his clothes down on the, the chair next to him, not really continuing his motion to give it to Avi. What? What is this? I believe we call it a decoy. 
and you see his eyes kind of get big and and just barely out of the corner of his mouth you see a little smirk kind of come up not a smirk but a smile less condescending uh I knew, I knew, I knew seeing you all walk into the tavern that this was going to be it. And he goes over and he gives his sister like a hug, embraces her. And um, <laughs> which he, one? <laughs> the one, Wrong the one in the, one. the, the, the armor. <laughs> <laughs> he's going, he's going with what he knows. The one in the armor, and you know that is ironclad. And 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 you can see him kind of turn um, and whisper into her ear, and then and let's go of that embrace. Will um, do disguise self again to look like her, but wearing um, the brother's clothes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, if one is good, two must be better. I, 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 I don't know if the you may need to change the clothes, but the faces. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. It's just because you don't know how to play the game. There's I, a rule book that you must follow. I I have been playing this game for uh, quite a long time. Um, but e- either way, this is looking promising. You you are bringing tactics to the table that I have not seen before, and and I I, I I'm going to be in your debt for forever i can tell i look at the three irenas <laughs> perhaps um if you have any traveling cloaks that might be better hide the face oh, uh, we we have yeah we have our we have cloaks that we can can provide i, I don't know that we have enough for everybody but for most of you yes we can I just meant for the sweet decoys. Oh, that might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do that. Uh, Irina, go, go bring, uh, you know, your 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 rain cloaks. Um, I think you have enough. And she she leaves the room and goes again. Same footsteps going upstairs. She's gone for a little bit. Uh, again, I uh, this is. I don't. I don't want to sound so sour all the time, and this is going to. But we, we are, we are swinging the pendulum back in, in the favor. It is little things like this, and he points to you, Tack and Bull, uh, that, that will, will put Strahd on his heels. I cannot, I cannot say that it is enough for a, a victory, but it is enough to at least get my sister safe. Now, if. Uh, we we have enough uh, guest quarters and bedrooms upstairs that each of you can have have your own, and we can we will spend the night here. And in the morning, I I, I will wake you, uh, and we will go about to the church. And about at that time, Irina comes in carrying folded up in her arms, like dra- well, actually draped over her arms, just three three cloaks, and she kind of flops two of them down. Flings one around, puts it on. It's a it's a dark burgundy, purplish kind of velvet, crushed velvety kind of thing that's got it's got a little waxy feel to it, like it's been waterproof. Hell yeah! Uh, Bull will pick up one and throw it around his shoulders. So yeah, 
Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take first watch down here. Uh, Pops and I got got first watch. When you say Pops, I oh, he inadvertently laughs at that. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how much of a help he would be, but okay. And he, uh, he kind of get wraps his arm around his sister and and helps her out of the room and they go upstairs to their room. Uh, and they're upstairs is quite the expanse. It's got enough rooms for everybody. What's everybody else doing? I'm going to finish my mutton and then head upstairs. Cass is ready to sleep, but he needs to eat first. So he's going to go ahead, grab whatever vegetables are down there, grab the good ones, not even going to bother actually cooking them. Just going to hoof down some raw ones and uh, go to bed. Yeah, you're getting a, you're getting a, you go into the, uh, the kitchen. There is a, a little, uh, a door that heads down to a cellar. That's got a, a, a small root cellar. That's got, you know, crates of potatoes and, and mostly like root vegetables. Uh, there are some nice apples that are still left over, uh, that are sitting next to it. Uh, yeah. You, what you type kinda... of apple? What type of apples? We're talking like Granny Smith. Uh, uh, these are red uh, Macintosh. Red oh, Macintosh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, they got a little crispy crispiness to them. Um, yeah. So yeah, Cam, you're able you're able to kind of get yourself a a little little platter going of of raw vegetables and some some fruits. Awesome. Yeah, hoof that down. Uh, Avi, as you. <laughs> Obvious, you make your way upstairs and you just pick a random room. Yeah, you f- you find a basic room, basic amenities. Got a, a bed that is actually uh, a mattress that is not moldy hay or a pallet. You got a nice down feather pillow, and blankets. Uh, again, there is a layer of dust, as in, you know, this room hasn't been served very often, but it is quite comfortable, at least according to uh, Barovian standards. Anyone else? What's I mean, it's the same kind of amenities for anybody else that wants to filter upstairs and grab a, grab a bed. I probably Just, would wait until everybody's out of the room. I'm sitting full. Okay, are you staying in the the drawing room? For, uh, for yeah, okay. All right, Cam. After after you get your uh, your sustenance, where are you heading? I am upstairs. I'm grabbing a room and just. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you. You get that second door after Avi and just plant yourself. Uh, you got a, a nice belly full of, of fruits and veggies, and and your eyes hit hard and just tack. Um, tack paces briefly, um, changing his gait um, to more closely match the way Arena walks, <laughs> um, and then he begins almost mumbling. Uh, under his breath, um, but it to anyone listening, it, it's he's repeating sentences that Arena said earlier, and changing his uh, he, he's, he says the same sentence several times, changing okay. his inflections uh, and the pitch and everything on his voice uh, until he's pretty sure he's got okay Arena down, and then he re- he retires as well. Yeah, give me give me a wisdom check. Just a straight wisdom check. Uh, 
see kind of the success level here. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, you feel you feel pretty good about this. You're you're starting to pick up her gait uh, without without fail. Um, it's it's some of her uh, facial mannerisms and cadence that you're still struggling with, but you feel like it's passable, serviceable. Um, you've done this enough times that you know that you know give her give her another hour or so uh, in contact with Irina that you'll you'll kind of have it down. And then and then you said you would head up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah. You take that third door and just plant yourself. And then now we have Bull and uh, Myrna. Bull. Myrna. I think I need to have a word with you before I go upstairs. Uh, he'll drop the the disguise of um, Irene. Um, all right. I'm all ears. First, um, I appreciate what you did back at the the Dellstorm. Um, saving us, me. Um, want to make sure that you understand that that was greatly appreciated first. Um, with that being said, um, I want to make sure that you understand that what we are about to do is by no means a game. That we very well could not walk away from this. Well, I mean, I only... I didn't do anything, you know, nobody else would have done if they had a chance. Um, but, uh, I guess you're, you're welcome. Thank, thank you for, um, you know, putting up with some, uh, my hijinks. But, uh, I, that's just kind of my chaos magic. I can't. I can't all the time control what I'm 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 doing. Um but I'll I'll try to keep a better handle on things, I suppose. And I'll do like a weird half salute. <laughs> Captain. Just as long as you understand that these are real sticks we are dealing with. Wait, this is you not a show. Out on the road. This is life and death. Yes? Yeah, I understand. Did you... <laughs> um, you're right. You're, this is... Are you actually laughing or is this Adam <laughs> laughing? <laughs> no, he's 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 trying to keep a, a straight face. He's like, you know, nah, man, are you totally right? And I understand. <laughs> Everything Why are you that friends you... is funny. Well, I'm just. And I'm actually putting my clawed my hand in my <laughs> my head in my clawed hand. I'm I'm just sitting here like, what? Why do you think this is funny? Well, I was just curious. We all had soup. When did you get steaks? You know what? I'm just gonna go uh, uh, get to my watch. There's werewolves out there and whatnot. So, um, uh, <clears throat> you know. I, if given the chance, I will save you every time. Maybe not 
you know, this tech. No, I'll save tech too. You know what? I'll save everybody if I can. Um, I'll stand up, and as I turn to go up the stairs, well, I promised the Duchess I would keep everyone safe, and I will do my damnedest to do that. But I just want to make you make sure you understand what we are dealing with, and you understand the gravity of the situation. That is all. Because if I did not at least verify this, and you did not make it all, it would haunt my conscience. At least now, if I do my best and you still do not survive, it is not entirely my fault. I'm going to smile, and then walk up the stairs and go to bed. He'll stand there for a moment, and then kind of walk to the bottom of the stairs, and... Do a little, like, wave. <laughs> Alright, now... Right. What to do with this place? He's gonna cast Prestidigitation and, like, make it smell a little better around his yep. general area. Alright. Yeah, you kind of brighten up the room. Your glade air freshener just... Throughout the room, um... It helps. Um... Are you are you picking up two watches because you are this uh, elven in nature? Or how, yeah, how do you want to do this? Uh, yeah, he can take two. And I don't know if anybody else had like volunteered to uh, to watch. <laughs> Nobody openly did. Uh, <laughs> Ca- Cass certainly certainly wasn't in the mood that uh, he was going to planked. Yeah, just yeah. just. Fully clothed, fully armored. Douche. <laughs> uh, I, actually, yeah, I got an idea. So, well, am I am I gonna have to like roll anything here, or sh- do the two watches just go by? Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me uh, give me two perception checks. One for the first two hours, and one for the second. Okay. Uh, that is like a. What's my perception? Oh, that's actually pretty fucking decent. It's a 19 and a 14. Okay. Uh, yeah, the first one, nothing is real happening. I mean, it's it's like 8 o'clock for this first watch. Uh, you're three hours there within the, the manor. Went by pretty fast. Sun is down. It's it's dark outside. Uh, first one, first two hours, you just hear some, some wind that kind of whistles through some of the... the the slits in the planks and kind of moving around. You spent some time pressing digitation. Um, second watch comes around. Uh, you you see a silhouetted figure running, humanoid running up the the uh, the pathway, and as it gets to the porch, it. It goes from this upright humanoid down to nothing that you can tell from where you are at. He's going to uh, look a, a little confused at that. Um, and there's like a hundred locks on the door, right? Yeah. And and it's got a, a board that comes down, kind of bracing it. He'll start to like go to open the door and he's like... You know, no. I guess this place is 
weathered the attacks thus far. I'm just gonna... Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And I'm gonna roll d d4 to see who Bull wakes up here. Okay. Alright. Uh, that's the end of this. Alright, was there anything else that was gonna happen? Uh, not if you went out of the room and, and went to the door, like... You, you you thought twice about opening and then now yeah so yeah. you didn't see you didn't see anything else um with your with your perception check you can't hear anything else okay yeah he's gonna head upstairs and um okay. i guess kind of peek in a couple rooms until he finds a, a sleeping tack and he's like hey um <clears throat> tack or i don't know if you're going by arena at this point at this point, but it's um, Mirna said that you were up next on watch, so I just wanted to wake you up. <laughs> Thanks, and Tack will immediately sit up out of bed, um, throw his legs over the side of the bed, hop out, um, and begin dressing um, in the in Arena's clothes from yesterday. And we'll head down to take watch. Okay. What's that? Hey, um, just a heads up. There was, um, I don't know, like a ghost or something that ran at the house and then disappeared. It didn't get in, so I thought, you know, why wake everybody else? Makes perfect keep... sense to me. I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he'll just go and, I guess, take the bed that, uh, Tack was in. Thanks for yeah. warming it up for me. Hot bunking, man. Um, Tack, when you when you change, do you keep all of your stuff like normal shape changing? Like, so no, like all of my stuff was downstairs. Basically, uh, when okay. when I change, like it's a it's a physical manifestation, and so my clothes and or items don't go with me. Hence, my need for her clothing. Okay, uh, otherwise, I would just be her wearing tax old clothes okay so you'd lose like you have to physically take off your armor take off any packs and everything and then change i can change whenever i want to, okay but you uh, wouldn't be my clothes, but but i would just gotcha. look like i was or not yeah my my physical okay accoutrement do not change with okay me. so it's it's different than disguise self and right like a polymorph or something okay so it's it's yeah, my my armor and whatnot doesn't okay doesn't like right. get sucked in like druid shape change or whatever. Okay, now did you leave all that downstairs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you're you're okay. Good to know. So you heading down? Yeah, I head down and okay. uh, I kind of pack up some of tax stuff. I put I put the uh, the clothes back in the pack, fold it up, okay. uh, clean up, and any of my smaller items that I can transfer. Uh, without it being obvious, uh, yeah. As as you pick up your your main pack, you get a um, a musty smell that is very distinct from the the decay smell that is in the room. I'll sniff at it ag again, um, and making sure that it is coming from my bag. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. I'll, I'll open my bag and look and see what's down in there. That's rotting as i don't recall <laughs> putting anything to rot in my um so as as you look in and and you kind of fish around you 
you your hand comes across a book, a tome, and the only one that you know you have a is that yellow leather bound that you got from from the Durst Manor. Um, and and it catches your your feel because it is kind of moist and and soggy a little bit. I'll pull it out and start doing the mental math about what over oversized TSA fluid <laughs> item I put in this backpack that would have spilled. Uh, as book. As you do pull this out, you see what was this brightly colored yellow leather-bound wizard's tome has now begun to decay a little bit and rot itself. You can see the leather start to, to crack and wither and and get wet. I, I don't want to... It's not getting wet, but you know how, like, when you, le wet leather, it's kind of... Water damage. It's got, it's got that feel, right? It has right, water damage. Yeah. Um, and as you're kind of flipping through it, you see mold and, and um, it's just heavily water laden. Even the pages themselves kind of have a sheen of water through them. Um, and as you open it up and look at the spine where all the pages are like sewn in, it has a, you can see mold and mildew starting to come up from that spine and starting to filter itself onto the whole page itself. Uh, the yellow leather is now this darkened green has it's wet and slick to the touch you turn to the pages that had those wizard spells and that were once written on these arcane pages are, are now gone those spells have been erased and in its place are some spells that you can read and you are familiar with uh the ink itself is this greenish deep green it is not black but it, it definitely has a green and and in any candlelight that is in the room, you can see it kind of glisten and glow upon the page itself. And you do recognize the spells that are in there. I will attempt to manifest one of these spells here. Uh, I guess we will work on detecting magic then um, to see if anything in the my vicinity gives off magic. But I will I will work it as the book instructs there. Uh, yeah, so as you're kind of reading this ar this arcane uh, words that are upon the page, you start to detect magic, uh, cast detect magic. Uh, nothing in the room lights up. You are getting a faint hint or, or ping in the room that, that Cam went into. But nothing in, in the general house itself is, is showing off any auras. Hold the book up and, like, smell it. It's it, it has that same kind of uh, you recall when your skin itself started to expel water and you had that briny salt. It's got that same kind of feel. And if you run your fingers across the page slow enough, you can feel little tiny granules of salt that are on there and just kind of you, you pick them up very ever so faintly. I frown and I close the book and I put it back in my pack. And then I, I buckle my pack with all the buckles in the tightest way to, you know, and I will then step away from my pack. And during my watch, I'm probably keeping a much more closer eye on my bag. <laughs> I am threats from the outside. All right. Uh, get, 
Give me a perception check. And and I'd want to say with disadvantage because of uh, of your descriptions sure. of being focused on on the bag itself. So perception is plus zero, so a seventeen, and my disadvantage is sixteen. Lucky. So seventeen and a sixteen, nice. Yep. Disadvantage. Uh, as you're you're focusing on the bag and you're trying to piece this together. You hear towards the bottom of one of the windows. The windows in this room uh, go for almost floor to ceiling, but it's like a foot or two off of the floor. And you can hear some uh, some sniffing. So, and then it'll move to the next window, and you hear that same. And it's just kind of moving from window to window, and then it starts to go back. Uh, remembering what Bull said. Um... I'm just going to try and mind my own business. <laughs> All right. I don't want to invite it in. I don't want to make it mad. And I'm definitely not going outside. So unless it breaks, breaks through one of the, or comes through one of the windows, I guess the windows are all broken. But if it doesn't make an attempt to come in, I'm not making an attempt to determine what it is. All right. Yeah. There's no, there's no scratching that is accompanied with this. It is just sniffs. And and it's kind of going from window to window in this arcing manner. And then eventually you hear a quick and it kind of scampers the whatever it was scampers through the weeds. You can hear the the rustling and then it's it's gone. And that that'll bring us close to the end of your watch. Yeah, at the end of my watch, I will wake up uh, Myrna. Okay. Your turn. Now just do a quick snort and some lightning kind of fizzles out. <laughs> I like Get it. up, stretch, walk downstairs, check the doors and the windows, make sure nothing's broken or cracked. Yeah, you come down and... Uh... Everything's kind of ship shape, or the way it was. Um, you see that 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 the parlor room in which um, Father Koyanovich is is laid has been kind of cleaned up a little bit. Some of the dust and some of the smell has dissipated, um, but otherwise, everything's how you left it when you went to bed. I'm gonna sit next to the coffin. Okay. Just kind of look down at it. It seems you had a, uh, a difficult end, my friend. I am sorry for that. I don't know what is going on in your country. Strange as it is. But hopefully we will be able to lay you to rest. Without too much delay tomorrow. And I'm going to clasp my holy symbol. Still laying underneath my tunic. Do you think that perhaps after all this we will be even? Hmm? It would be nice. It's getting a little hard to survive. Especially with this group. But, um... You know, we could be square at the end of this. I would not appreciate it. And that That same feeling that came that was almost burning your chest the last time you woke up um 
starts to warm your hand and you can see like bits of red light streaming or, or coming out through your fingers. Like if you were to put your hand over a flashlight, it is starting to spill out in between your knuckles and it, it is getting to a point where it's almost um, unbearable, the heat itself, as you have it clasped in your closed fist. And it's just kind of building this warmth that's starting to radiate down into your forearm. And and you, you feel the the connection is there. I'll take that as a, as a yes for now. And, and I'll let it go. Yeah, and it slowly starts to fade away, and, and the same, the, the warmth that is in your forearm starts to dissipate. I'm probably just going to sit for noises. Okay. All right, you can give me a perception check. Sure. That's a three. Oh. Yeah, you're you're kind of, you're processing a lot right now, and... Yep. You know, it's sure been a, a whirlwind of a ride to get to just where you're at in the past two, three days. Mm-hmm. That you've kind of you've kind of slipped into this this process of of self thought and less about outside perceptions and more just thinking in your mind and running through some of the the things that have happened and trying to piece it all together, trying to figure out what's what and and how this is going to work out. And yeah, you just kind of you. Not space out, but zone out for a little bit and just all, all, all seems to be well. Okay. And towards the end of your watch, you hear some footsteps coming down the stairs and it is, it is Ismark and he, he turns in and around the corner and he looks at you just kind of sitting there and he's got a, he's got a small plate in his hand. I, I forgot to offer these last night and if my mother was still here this would be a big no-no but would you like a cookie thank you now reach out and grab one tentatively yeah and it's it's just a, a plain kind of sugar cookie no it, it's not not boisterous in any way no mm -hmm. no chocolate chips in it it's just a, a plain sugar cookie Typically, uh, my sister and I, we share one of these after, after dinner and it's spaced. We spaced it and forgot. So please share it now. And he, he takes the other one that's on the plate. And <laughs> I'll sniff it first and then I'll take a small bite as, I mean, as small as a dragonborn can <laughs> with a cookie. <laughs> I'm gonna try, damn it! Yeah, <laughs> just a little piece between. Yeah, the you, right. Just that. <laughs> yeah, you get a you get at least half of it in your small bite, and it's it's a sugar cookie. I mean, it it kind of will hit that sweet spot when you need it, um, but nothing overly sweet. Um, is do your friends sleep in? I I mean, I'm pardon me for being antsy, but. Part of me well, just I wants to. I get think this you can wake them up. Well, I I will wake everyone, but uh, I think Tech it is. Uh, you wouldn't mind waking him up. He. <sighs> I think he finally came around, but I. He has definitely drawn a line in the sand. All right, I suppose that is fair. I'll go up and 
I'll be relatively quiet. Get right next to Tech. I'm gonna lean down. Tech! <laughs> I got one. One eye opens. And then I nod and get out of bed. Get dressed in Arena's clothes as usual. That as is, usual? Is what is now usual. <laughs> it's the new um, use. Yes. The new usual. <laughs> the new me. New year, new me. Uh, and uh, head downstairs. Cute. Uh, okay. Uh, and then uh, Ismark goes down and he kind of gives a courtesy knock on all the doors. And uh, by the time he gets to their door, uh, Irina is already fully dressed and coming out um, and heading down. Uh, does oh. everybody go ahead? Can I retroactively, like after Tex sits up, give him the other half of the cookie, Bailey? Breakfast. Thanks. And I'll eat the cookie. <laughs> Alright, then I'll leave him alone. Um Avi, Cass, Bull, how how are you how are your mornings? I'm gonna go ahead and spend a little bit of extra time in my room because I wanna attune to this cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, that's the uh, only reason. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll call it attuned. Yeah, I've woken up very groggy, very... <sighs> yeah, needed the sleep, but still, like, sleep drunk. Kind of out of it, kind of looking at this cloak, looking around the room, and is having that kind of what-the-hell-has-happened-to-my-life moment. Just kind of trying to bring himself back and get that thought out of the way and over with. Avi, I'm a uh, I'm right chipper in the morning. You know, just I mean, I wasn't hurt. I wasn't tired. <laughs> I'm just jumping right down the stairs. All right, and you see, you see, uh, Irina and Ismark are kind of gathering within the 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 foyer there, and uh, yeah, and I, I imagine Tack and and Muna coming in. Avi or Cass coming the way down. Uh, Bull. Uh, did Ismark like poke his head in, or did he just knock? He just he just knocked. He gave you like a double tap on the door. Okay. He uh, Bull would have spent or would spend a little more time in his meditation. Yeah, so you take extra fifteen, ten. What what do you what, what do you need when you meditate? Uh, I don't know, but he is uh. He's actually, since they're indoors, he's fully nude. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So, yeah, it takes a little more time to, like, get dressed and stuff and come back down. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, so you're the last one went down. And and, um, while you're up there, Ismark does go in the kitchen and he grabs the full plate of cookies and he does bring it to everybody and... These were meant for last night, and I did not want to only share with uh, with Mirna here. So, and he offers cookies to everybody else. I, I know it's not a proper breakfast, but in our haste, it it will do. I'm gonna go ahead, take a look at my my brand new cloak, and just kind of go. Please don't stain with crumbs. Please don't stain with crumbs. Please don't stain with crumbs. And then take the 
take the cookie and just kind of <laughs> attempt one bite and just uh, the least amount of mess possible. Yeah, just. What if I told you there was a cookie pocket on the inside? <laughs> nice. Is Arena eating? Uh, yeah, she grabs one, and and she kind of grabs one. I do that really, this. really creepy from the horror movie thing, where I move and take a cookie from the plate just like she does, and and mimic all yeah. of her movements back to her. Nice, like T one thousand, right? When he's right, like, yeah, yeah, all right. Okay, yeah, and, and and she's kind of like toying with you a little bit, like moving it up, down, left, right, ABBA. Yeah, I follow along with her the, the whole time. And then yeah. right before she looks like she's going to go put it in her mouth, I take a bite of my cookie. I, I, I am glad that you are here. Ah, uh, you're... It is uncanny. Well gives you a 50-50 shot at least. So I I should suspect that you are going to mirror my every movement throughout not, the day? Not necessarily, but probably pretty close. Well, if I can if I can help, just let me know. Just be you. Been been hard the last week or so, but I I will try. And uh, Ismark, hopefully, hopefully, Bull's coming down now. <laughs> you ready, Bull? Yeah, it's, he comes Bye. down. He grabs a cookie from the plate. Uh, and... Actually, they ran out like before you got there. Ismark, if you have cookies and do not share with the party, I like, oh. you know what? I, again, I was not expecting company, and we only had. So many cookies. Uh, I'm sorry. Someone once famously told me, first rule about Barovia is expect the unexpected. (laughs) And rule two, have extra cookies. And they'll eat his own rations. We will see if we can uh, find some cookies on the way. And I... You were right about expect the unexpected. Um... And he walks. He walks over to the door and starts un, unlocking uh, everything and pulls the board up, the brace up, opens the door, kind of uh, waves his arm over. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> we should probably get father first. Ah, <laughs> uh, can I have somebody help me with the caring of father? Oh, uh, yeah. if you'd like, I can just do it myself. This will be interesting. But uh, you have not failed me in your skills yet, so I, I will trust. Uh, how, how, how does that look, Cam? What you, how are you going to do that? He's, he's uh, I'm going to use shape water to make like an ice sledge to just slowly kind of like just a thin layer of ice underneath just to slowly kind of push it forward. All right. Taking Han Solo, who's been frozen and <laughs> floating. All right. Uh, sorry, with the movie references. Uh, yeah. So you're able to kind of pick it up, and 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 Ismar goes to the door, and he does like signal. Uh, we should move quickly. And with with that, going to end for the night. You are making Sweet. your way out of the house to uh, the church up north. Um, that's it for tonight, guys. 
everybody. Thank you so much for uh, Curse of Strahd. Uh, I'm digging the character development, digging some of the role play. It's it's all becoming more um, tangible. The whole world of Barovia is starting to fill out, and I, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, players at the table. I appreciate. I love every other bi-weekly Sundays with every one of you. It's it's always a good time. Thank you, everybody in chat for hanging out and interacting there. Uh, we'll try to have more more questionable food choices in the game <laughs> as we roll along. Uh, let's do some housekeeping just to get us out of here. We are Featherfall Tabletop. We got a few sponsors. Hit the links down below. Use Featherfall in your checkout there. Get, save yourself some some of your hard earned cash. Uh, we got a one-shot coming up on Monday the 23rd. That's with me as DM running Crypts of Azurme uh, from the Arcane Library. We got some impromptu one-shots because everybody's kind of on self-quarantine, house arrest, whatever you want to call it. If you want to come in in the Discord and hang out and have some good conversations, play some impromptu games, uh, Jen's setting that up and, and is willing to run a ton of games for everybody. So please come check that out um, if you need you need a little escape, a little break from some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, we'd love to have you in there and kind of keep our minds off of things. So please come do that. Uh, we'd love to talk to you and share some time. Uh, Teague Walk on The Gods We Know on Tuesday, March 17th. We got Dead and Thay coming back on the 18th. We got Curse of Strahd coming back in two weeks. Uh, so stick around for all of that. Again, this playthrough is sponsored by uh, Roll20.net. Uh, this is how we roll. Check them out for all your tabletop, virtual tabletop needs. Whew. That's it, guys. This was an awesome session. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well done.